Uh, hey, from Yuan. Uh, <laughs> it's time to talk about episode six of season three of The Good Place. Uh, the Ballad of Donkey Dog. Uh, maybe one of my favorite uh, titles of an episode ever of anything. Except for, you know, Scooter's Great and the Greatest of All Time, which was a, a, a podcast uh, episode that was never released. Yeah, but Eleanor, we well, speaking of Eleanor's shoes, we were talking about them last episode. I think they're Adidas. They only have two stripes, though, so they may be some other brand. I believe it's a deep, deep navy or a black stripe uh, shoe. Uh, white, white shoe. Very Stan Smith-esque, but probably some details I didn't pick up there. Eleanor's, and we see Eleanor's feet are up on Chidi's desk. She's kicked back uh, totally in chill, 100% chill mode, really relaxed and having fun, talking to Janet about the past. Uh, my notes here say good mood. Uh, she's talking about Kylie Man- Manser- this Man- Mansnard or Mansnard and uh, Nathan Burlingame. I like that. They really do a good job at naming things. Nathan Burlingame is a name that, that uh, I'd like to say again and again. And this might be a stretch because it's not 100% Roy G. Biv. Uh, maybe your shirt's the opposite Roy Red. Horn Roy. Yeah, it's a reverse from bottom to top. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got some action here on Eleanor's shirts. Because they said, is it a rainbow? It is. It's a reverse rainbow. Uh, Roy, red. Roy, Roy. Red, orange, yellow. G, green, biv, blue, indigo. It would be blue, indigo, violet if indigo and violet are considered, which sometimes they are different shades of the same color. I mean, no offense, indigo or violet. I don't believe that, but I'm just saying it because Eleanor's shirt actually has uh, only six stripes, uh, where Roy G. Biv has uh, seven things. Uh, but it is a rainbow. It just starts, uh, instead of going top to bottom, it goes Roy G. Biv, it goes whatever, however, Vib. G, your yeah, Viv G, Viv, Viv, G, your, why Roy R your your, you can play this podcast in reverse sometimes I guess. Uh, and rainbows are in the sky, so again, you know, I'm projecting meaning, but uh, you know, Eleanor's clothing is related to a great look off of Janet and uh, Eleanor's confidence. Uh, someone says good news. Uh, oh, Chidi says it because he says, you know, now I'm free and easy. I'm surprised Eleanor didn't have a quip for that one because he's no longer working for the university. Also, he has to break up with Simone, but he can't lie. But, he, you know, this is a lie of exclusion because she thinks he has laryngitis. Also seem like Janet's learning from Eleanor because she's so impressed with Eleanor's confidence. I wonder over the rest of the season what influence, uh, roman- you know, romantic influence uh, Eleanor's confidence and swagger will have on uh, Janet and Jason, you know, if any. You know, but if not, you, you can always check out my uh, other podcast, uh, uh, Janet and Jason. Uh, Janet and Jason. Not, it's tentatively called Janet and Jason After Dark because that's what I call all of those things. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jan, Janet and uh, uh, Mace in the privacy of his butthole. Uh, anyway, I, I haven't read any yet because I don't think I don't have time, believe it or not. 
Yeah, Janet and Jason and Jason's butthole. Okay, where was I? Went off topic. Uh, GDS break it with Simone. Can't lie. Janet's learning from Eleanor. Impressed with her confidence. Bing. Oh, Janet has to do her own bings now. Uh, Janet's going to build a simulator. Uh, big. There's a lot of laughs in this with uh, Janet's turning around. Uh, then we see Chapter 32. Randy Macho Man Savage in non-international airport in J- Jacksonville. Uh, and Jason says, Jacksonville, what up? Duvar, I don't know, I have to Google what he said because I can't figure it out. Duvar, he doesn't say Bortles, and everyone says it back to him. It's not Bortles backwards. Uh, and uh, Tahani says, poor Larry. And intro, den of line, oh, uh, they're, they're, she's reading Us Weekly or uh, Us Weekly. Which uh, was an article by her and Larry. And the back is an ad for a Gary Perillo book, uh, Den of Lions. Actually, I got a box set to make sure I looked that up. Uh, and it says, here's the quote on Us, Us Weekly uh, Larry Hemsworth blows it again. It's over. Tahani says, uh, Ta ta. Set the free, set them free. Or something. Uh, but Tahani says, Ta ta. Uh, so poor Larry. Then we talk about laser pointers, uh, Hillboy. Uh, oh, this is a big reveal. Is this when it's revealed that Donkey Dog is, uh, oh yeah, Donkey Dog dad drop. Uh, and uh, Tahani says, I'm sorry, the man you call Donkey Dog is your father? Uh, uh, and Just a really classic. Uh, he says, yeah, he said, uh, Mistaken identities with uh, Buzz Lightyear issues. Uh, he's big into get-rich-quick schemes. Counterfeit truck nuts. Uh, Michael. So it's uh, this Soul Squad is Michael, Tahani, and Jason. Yeah. So he's he, but he was trying to get his electrician's license at some point. Uh, we see a monster truck taxi. Yeah, Michael laughs when the taxi, I think when he sees the taxi, he's just laughing with joy uh, as it does monster truck moves. Uh, we go uh, to Donkey Dog's apartment, which is uh, very hilarious, and then he finally says, come on in. Uh, then we get to see Janet's uh, VR machine, which has, she says, it also has Tetris, uh, which I thought was funny. And, uh, oh, she does this thing where you enter into the virtual reality via tone. It tricks your brain into thinking the VR is real. I did put, would this work? And then uh, uh, Eleanor has questions for, about the VR with Jason Statham, Jason Statham Hutons, and Red Bulls. Uh, and they talk about, uh, which is interesting, there's a lot of great articles about it. I don't know if I'll get to it in the research section of, like, how technology and PORN develop in line with one another. And uh, then I put tone to trick brain, question mark, creaky, creaky dulcet tones, anyone? Uh, then we have a cheaty breakup sequence. Uh, what does that say? Infraction can't. Infraction cat. uh in faction can't say that didn't go great. Uh, in faction can't uh, say, uh, but he says, uh, you know, I can't say. I got oh, information, and I can't say what it is. Uh, 
So it doesn't go great, even the simulations. So then they talk about Donkey, Donkey Doug going, you know, uh, you know, real straight uh, electrician. He goes late for that, later for that, or something. I love Pill. Oh, Pillboy comes out of the bedroom. He's his style is. Uh, I love his style for real. Both him and Donkey Doug have like long shorts on. I'm not sure what you call those capris uh, or short pants. I don't know. I have to look it up. Uh, and uh, but Donkey Doug has uh, two different layers of uh, kind of tropical look uh, that really looks good on him: a shirt and a, a jacket. So I liked his look. Uh, lots of uh, oh, there's lots of signs, street signs, or mostly safety signs. Uh, Around, uh, decorating Donkey Doug's apartment. Uh, pitch for, oh, there's a 970 sign, Florida 970. I said to look that up. Uh, and they introduce a product, like kind of like on Shark Tank, Double Trouble. Uh, and they say, well, do you, what do you use it for? And they, they say, you both it. Uh, Cheedy is back in his office uh, with Eleanor trying to plan and make um, Janice says I made some modifications to the thing, and there's some smooth jazz. There's just these great little moments that are uh, visual humor, uh, and this is one of them. Janet points it at Cheedy, and uh, Cheedy makes like this impressed face uh, with just the smooth jazz, uh, uh, which Janet points to Cheedy on. Okay, then we go through resets. They say, well, if you want to reset the simulation, just snap your fingers. And between resets that Chidi does and I think Eleanor does, there's uh, five, six, seven resets. Uh, the last one on a puppy named Martin. And they're all doing it in this cafe. A couple of lemons on a plate uh, with a spoon. Uh, a flower on the, two different flowers on the table. Trying to see what the background. There's an old man behind Cheedy right now. Still an old man. Now he's at a table with another man. And now the same old man sitting down. Maybe it was uh, he's sitting down with a woman that time. Uh, now Cheedy's proposing. This is part of one of the, one, one of the reboots. Uh, one thing I haven't been doing tracking this season is uh, Cheedy's been wearing a lot of sweater vests. Uh, and he has a nice gray, it seems to be a wool sweater vest on. Is that what it is? A sweater, sleeveless sweater. What is it? Is that a sweater vest? Uh, no buttons. He has a tie on, maybe a knit tie, some beautiful pants, like a wine-colored pant, and then a stylish blue uh, dress shirt with uh, dots on it. Now, Eleanor is uh, VRing as Simone and saying, you doink, uh, you're doinking or something. Have Eleanor do it. Uh, matches her sweater. What does that mean? Your ex. Oh, then Eleanor goes in now as. Uh, 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 she goes in as Cheedy into the simulation to, to talk to Simone. And oh, the painting matches her sweater. And they say, Your accent is cu- so cute. Your accent is so cute. What is happening? Uh, then we cut to the pool. Uh, raspberry respungence, uh, oh, raspberry perspirant. These are the flavors of double trouble or the smells, uh, oh, flavor and smell. Yes. Yeah. Raspberry perspirant, cedarwood melon blast, uh, 
and a 24-hour lemon musk extreme. Also, there was a flyer for the electric who's, who's it or who's it jam. I don't know if any of the dance teams danced in that. I was just trying just got to look at this. So there's a lot of shots of the pool outside of Donkey Doug's apartment. He lives in a most, I've lived in an apartment building like this, like a motel style apartment, uh, like around an outdoor pool, kind of kind of similar, popular in California. Yeah, I think, uh, who, who lived there? You know, who lived in one was, uh, the Karate Kid in the original Karate Kid. And in this one, I almost I keep trying to pause it here so we can see the pool and get a little overview of the pool. There's a man floating in the pool in a blue pool float napping. Yeah, a blue striped one. Looks a little bit like Derek, uh, to be honest. And then there's a, he has a cooler, which is a, a forest friend floating cooler. Looks like a lot of cans. And then there's a lot of solo cups, uh, a chair, a couple of chairs in the pool, like at the bottom, you know, in case you want to like, like, like I like to sit at the bottom of the pool and pretend I'm having a tea party. Maybe some blue solo cups in the pool. I can't tell what the other thing is. Uh, one piece of lawn chair hanging off the side. It looks like the Derek type person. Maybe his flip flops are on the side of the pool. Uh, but I also see another chair that has a towel on it. Then there's a woman sunning. There's about eight solo cups next to her. There's a lot of towels around the whole apartment building. Pretty realistic looking apartment building. Uh, and, uh, like I think, uh, yeah, could, Australia or LA could be, uh, definitely the kind of place you'd say, yeah, that makes sense that donkey dog lives there. Okay, so we get back, uh, sweater so cute, raspberry person, oh, electric. Oh, P- Pillboy does a, a, a real-time day. He says, if I had money, first of all, they take out these, like, microwave burritos or something, and they serve everybody or something. I couldn't, maybe they're Hot Pockets. Oh, they are Hot Pockets, it looks like. Yeah, so he's, they serve out the Hot Pockets, uh, uh, but and Pillboy's holding like a plush, a plush uh, forest friend uh, tiger. Uh, oh, but he does this. They say, "Well, if I had money, these are the things I do." He does it in real time. In uh, uh, who's the characters again? What are the characters' names? Uh, not Jason, not Tahani. Uh, but Michael says, uh, "Listen, we don't need a, a sleep with me day minute by minute pot." They don't say sleep with me, but he says, "I don't need a minute by minute." Uh, version of your day but really good details uh like and it kind of i mean it really is true to character because uh pillboy was excited about getting up uh going down eating breakfast having to go to the store opening the fridge saying we need milk getting in my car driving to go get milk I know, just a little bit of extra connectivity especially connected to J- jason how he said last episode like uh this little bit of money w- would have made a big difference. Uh, it seems to be the same for Pillboy. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, but uh, Jason, uh, Donkey Dog says, why won't you believe in me, Jason? And I think somebody says, well, maybe you should reach for the stars on the right. Maybe this is part of being on the right path. Uh, and they said, well, we got to go to a, a few factories to get supplies, you know, borrow uh, uh, them from uh 
a uh, energy drink factory, a cologne factory, and a bottle factory. And they say, maybe this is a lost cause. So three of the Soul Squad has a meeting. And Jason goes, I have an idea. Will you help me? And they say, yeah, that's the whole idea. And then it was just very, uh, uh, Tahani says, what's your idea, darling? Uh, then we have our second Nemo-themed restaurant I was aware of, French-pressing Nemo Cafe. Uh, save Pillboy. So I guess I'm jumping around. Uh, Chidi's at the Nemo Cafe uh, with Eleanor as a coach. She says, okay, uh, and I, I did, is this a real double question mark? I think this is real. Uh, but so, uh, oh, I'm just noticing Simone has a really nice uh, suede-style uh, purse backpack. Uh, not that it might be, probably not real suede, but... Uh, uh, iced tea is what Simone orders. Uh, Chidi orders a water. Sugar, uh, yes. There's also a big, like, cupcake container on a shelf over Chidi's shoulder. Uh, like, I didn't know if it was, like, a cookie jar or, like, a tin cupcake container. Cupcake-themed container looked like a cupcake. Not to store cupcakes, necessarily. More to evoke the spirit of cupcakes. But uh, let's see. Helmet comes. He's trying to take their order. And nothing goes well. Cheating ends up saying, you dumped. Uh, also, there's a tablecloth was purple. And we see Pillboy in action. We learn it's uh, one word, Pillboy, P-I-L-L-B-O-I. Because we see him at work uh, at a retirement community. Uh, helping people like with their meds, saying, "Hey, well, this or this, and maybe take this with like a like." Not that he's a doctor, believe me. And this is a really well set, uh, well designed set. Uh, really looks realistic. Uh, there's a popcorn machine, even. Um, let's see. So then uh, Tahani says, "Change in plans." Uh, oh, Billboy gives good advice. Uh, Tahani says, "Change of plans. You're staying here." You're not involved in any of this uh, energy drink stuff. And that's what Jason wants. And he says, okay. And uh, he says, pills uh, for uh, Tahani. Uh, then Chidi's stressed, uh, no more simulators, I think Eleanor says. Uh, and she says, you know what? Uh, Simone's a badass. Uh, she'll do fine. Uh, if, if you want to talk to her one time, go be a person. Meanwhile, in the background, Janet's using the simulator. And uh, Eleanor's like, I got to go. Uh, what is it? Eleanor wants to go to specific uh, steam room. Oh, no. A specific Lenny Kravitz concert. And I'll let you watch the episode to see what Janet is, steam room thing. But she says that's a bug in the system, by the way. Uh, then we're at the first. Jason goes to help Donkey Doug. Uh, but he says, you know what? I'm trying to save Pillboy. And they get busted, and Donkey Dad, Donkey Doug says, uh, "I'm going to do what my dad for did for me. Your my dad, his dad did for him, and his dad did for him. I'm going to uh, let you get away, Jason." And he goes, uh, "Thanks. Uh, call me." And he says, "Call me Donkey Dad." And then he goes, "You know what? No, no, no." And he says, "Call me Donkey Dog," but even better than that. And then he runs out and he says, "Bortles." Uh, uh, then we're back with Chidi and Simone, and he just says, my feelings have changed. Uh, can't explain more than that. She says, well, you seem to know what you want, which is rare for you. And she goes, well, I'll see you in the next life. And then she's like, what do you, how do you, what do you know? What do you know? And she goes, dude, you are so weird. 
Uh, then we have uh, uh, Michael with uh, Pillboy giving him a secret message, a mi- mission. Uh, and then we see uh, Tahani and Jason are with him. They say, yeah, we're secret uh, astronauts for NASA. And there's this deep emotional moment with uh, in, in a, like a two-minute handshake with uh, Pillboy and Jason uh, really uh, crying it out with their friendship and love for one another. You know, indicating a change of heart with uh, Pillboy, and he says, "I love you, man." Uh, then we're then uh, we're in Budapest, uh, hooray or something. Oh, Budapest, Hungary. It, it just uh, they say Soul Squad's on a roll, and they're there to deal with uh, Tahani's sister, whose name, of course, escapes me. Like even though I know it, it's escaping me right now. Quentin, no. Uh, uh, almost had it. It was in my brain. It just didn't make it to my mouth. Camilla. Camilla's her name, right? Uh, I think. Uh, but uh, Eleanor, then they find out, we find out about Eleanor's mom still being uh, around town. And Eleanor says, I'm sorry, Tahani. I can't deal with Camilla. I got to go back. I got to leave Budapest and uh, deal with my mom. You know, help her to grow eventually or something. And uh, that's how the episode comes to a close. Another good one. Another good one. So we'll do uh, some research of what came up on the episode next. Let's take a look at some of the things that came up this episode. One was like energy drinks. And I said, uh, you know, I've had energy drinks and I'm familiar with them. Uh, But what does Wikipedia say about energy drinks, right? Uh, Of course you want me to check that, Scoots. Yes, I do. You know, it's a drink. Uh, it could have caffeine or something else uh, to provide mental or physical stimulation. Marketed as energy, uh, but distinct from food energy. May or may not be carbonated. May or may not have sugar or sweeteners, herbal extracts, taurine, and amino acids. Uh, it's a, a subset of a larger group of energy products, bars, gels, distinct from sports drinks. Uh, which are advertised to enhance the sports performance. There are many brands and varieties. Uh, coffee and tea are not considered energy drinks. Uh, cola may can, can take caffeine, but it's not an energy drink either. Uh, there are ones that might have some extra, like uh, alcohol in them. Uh, according to Mayo, okay, let's see. You could have about 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. That's what Mayo, Mayo Clinic says. Uh, which is like uh, four cups of coffee or five cans of energy drink. So good news for Jason. He's above board. In uh, uh, well, sorry, Jason. I mean, uh, Pillboy and Donkey Doug. Uh, energy drinks have effects from caffeine and sugar. And no, they're not sure on the other ingredients. Uh, and uh, let's see, combined, uh, they say. May uh, may help with uh, strength and endurance, but no evidence. Uh, and they say, I don't know about <laughs> To be honest, I don't think you should have four donkey dog a day. Uh, let's see what else it says. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's uh, popular with uh, like uh, people that have it. I'm just trying to figure out when the first one was. Uh, I mean, first they had them like the original soda was uh, energy drinks. And you can look into that history. Uh, Early in uh, in Japan in the 60s, there was a brand, uh, Jolt Cola, 1985. That may have, marketing strategy was based on the caffeine uh, 
content. And 95, uh, Josta, uh, was, uh, launched by Pepsi. Uh, Europe, uh, there was something called Power Horse, uh, uh, that became before Red Bull, which is popular. Uh, that launched in 97. It had 47% of the market in 2005. In New Zealand, Australia, uh, V is popular, 60% of the market. Uh, I see UK uh, sold at lower prices than the soft drinks. Uh, Mostly produced by Canadian beverage maker. Uh, Tesco has KX, uh, formerly known as Kick. Uh, Sainsbury's Blue Bolt, uh, Asad, Asta, Blue Charge. So it's a popular thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, here's the thing they contain uh, caffeine, vitamin B, carbonated water, sugar. Uh, Warana, Yerba Mate, Akai, Taurine, Ginseng, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, uh, so this is a little bit about energy drinks. Uh, what about Ma- Randy Macho Man Savage? It was a Randy Macho Man Savage non-international airport that they landed in in uh, Jacksonville. And uh, Randy uh, Savage... Uh, uh, it was born Randy Mario Poffo, P-O-F-F-O, in uh, 1952. He was with us until 2011. He was in uh, WWF, WWE, and WCW. He's regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers in history. Uh, he had a deep and raspy voice, a flamboyant ring attire. Often used pomp and circumstances as entrant music. He had an entrance phrase, ooh, yeah. Uh, he was managed by his real-life wife, Miss Elizabeth. He won 29 titles in 32 years, two WWF uh, heavyweight championships, four WCW heavyweight championships, and a one-time uh, WW uh, Intercontinental heavyweight champion. Uh, he was named by WWE as the greatest title holder of all time and brought a higher level of credibility. He was 1987's uh, King of the Ring, uh, won 1995's uh, WCW WW3, headlined uh, WrestleMania's uh, 4, 5, and 8, uh, as well as uh, 5 SummerSlams, uh, Starcade. And he was as popular as uh, the famous Hulk Hogan. He was also signed in the Saint by the St. Louis Card- Cardinals as a catcher at a high school. Played in the minor leagues. He was placed in the minor leagues. Uh, and uh, one of his teammates uh, was also his roommate, and they would uh, swing a bat into a hanging tar tire, car tire as a regular exercise to get stronger. And... Uh, and Savage, uh, was, let's see, 74 was the last season. Yeah, then in 73 was when he first got into uh, wrestling. Uh, he had different characters and worked his way up uh, over the years. Yeah, very popular. Uh, um, yeah, and, and all the different WWE, EFW, all these different things. Uh, 
looks like he retired, then came back, uh, and, uh, yeah, he was busy, busy, busy. We were, we weren't allowed to watch that when we were kids because we would act out after watching it. So we would try to sneak and watch it. Uh, now there's been a lot of talk about, uh, uh, Eleanor's shoes this season and trying to figure out for me what they are, which probably is pretty obvious, but I read, I found this article from, uh, uh, trademark and copyright blog.com and I'm just going to barely fair use it uh, but it was written March 16, 2016 by Natasha Reed Adidas to trademark competitors two stripes, you're out and basically they said hey this, this three stripe design is ours and you can't copy it and the European Union even gave them a further range of protection than US courts saying that even two stripes uh uh, created by a Belgium company, was too confusingly similar to Adidas' three-stripe design. Uh, the difference between two and three stripes is a minor. Uh, so they said, hey, this is uh, our brand is these stripes. Uh, from this article, from Adidas's point of view, the widespread speculation of its brand with striped sneaker designs may make both these results a no-brainer, uh, but what if the stripes between the plaintiffs and the defendants differed in the U.S. case? Uh, would it be more challenging uh, if the overall look of respective shoe designs are different? Oh, so it's because the shoe looks similar and it has stripes. And they actually have pictures. Okay, so I can even see their point. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, they said even in 20, 2008, and a jury found them... Uh, People were copying their design and the stripes on top of it. So just a, just a little bit more about it uh, as I try to figure out eventually. What about laser pointers? Those came up in this episode, and I said, let me learn more about laser pointers or laser pens, according to Wikipedia. A handheld device with a power source, usually a battery, and a laser diode emitting a very narrow, coherent, low-powered laser beam of visible light intended to be used uh, to highlight something of interest by illuminating it with a small spot, bright spot of colored lights. Uh, power is uh, not to exceed 5 MWs. Uh, beam itself is relatively in, in, invisible in a clean atmosphere, showing only a point of light. Uh, higher power or uh, high frequency green or blue lasers may produce a beam visible in clean air because of Raleigh uh, scattering from air molecules, especially in moderate to dimly lit uh, conditions. Oh, that's good. Low cost of IR diode laser modules uh, has created a generation of IR pumped uh, frequency doubled green, blue, and red, and violet diode-pumped uh, solid-state laser, laser pointers. Uh, but because the invisible IR component of these beams of these visible layers is difficult to filter out, uh, it also uh, it can make it put, oh, tougher to put in a small laser pointer package because uh, they get too warm. Uh, laser pointers are a potent signaling tool even in daylight. Uh, and they should be, could be routinely carried in a kit, you know, when you need to get a hold of somebody. Uh, let's see. Colors and wavelengths. Uh, they uh, Early laser pointers were he, helium neon gas lasers, uh, generated laser radiation at 633 nanometers. Uh, 
The least expensive of these was a deep red laser diode in the 650 nm wavelength. Uh, then you could have red orange, but those were more expensive. Uh, then green was the most common alternative. Uh, then uh, 2005 blue at 370, 473 nanometers, and then Blu-ray, actually violet, 405 went on sale in 2010. Uh, the apparent brightness of a spot from a laser depends on the power of the laser, the reflectivity of the surface, and the chromatic response of the eye looking at it. Uh, outputs of laser pointers are usually in MWs. Uh, yeah, we talk about the different ones, green. Uh, I'm big, big into purple and blues myself, uh, but those sound like, uh, you know, different things. You use them for pointing, industrial and research, leisure and entertainment, you know, laser light shows. Uh, play things for cats, ferrets, and dogs. Uh, however, this one says the laser pointers have a few applications beyond pointing in the wider entertainment industry. In many venues say, don't bring them, like, uh, to our venue. Uh, because, you know, we're, we've got our own lasers or whatever. Um, so that's just a little bit about it. Uh, it. It doesn't say anything about the Christmas ones like I have in green and red, but I assume that's like, uh, you know, those are those are a type. Uh, another thing I came up with this episode was trying to make Donkey Doug into an electrician. And I went to HowStuffWorks.com, How to Become an Electrician. This is by HowStuffWorks Contributors. And they say, like many professionals, there's two kinds of electricians, generalists and specialists. Uh, the latter could be commercial, industrial, or maintenance. Uh, but regardless of category, electricians must be able to perform electrical repairs and maintenance in both business and residential buildings. Uh, and uh, they could also be trained to work on building assessment, connectivity, heating and security systems, and more. Uh, becoming an electrician entails entering a certified apprenticeship program, and before that, you have to be uh, 18, have your high school diploma or your GED, one year of high school algebra, be in excellent physical shape, and uh, be clean, have a clean system. This is according to this article. Then uh, you have to decide what kind of electrician you want to be, generalist or specialist. Uh, join an apprenticeship program sponsored by the IBEW, or the NECA, or the IEC. And they offer both classroom courses and on-the-job training. It takes four years of apprenticeship. Uh, you could also, and that seems like a lot of those are paid. So look into that. It's a great opportunity, really. I used to try to encourage the kids I was working with to look at that as a possible great vocation. You could also earn a certificate in a technical vocational school or training academy. You'll learn classroom theory in the vocational school and then look for an apprenticeship uh, developed on-job skills. So I don't know about that as, as so much because uh, those might be a for-profit business. You also have to continue your education and keep up to date with technology, changes to code, latest developments. you got to get a license for state and local governments. you got to train uh, to be a supervisor or manager. That's just uh, uh, some stuff about being an electrician that Donkey Doug would probably have to deal with at some point. Uh, what about monster trucks, right? Uh, they, the monster truck is a cat, taxi, so it picks them up at the airport. And I saw this. Uh, so there's a monster jam. That seems like the big monster truck uh, 
thing. It looks like there's three different tours. I looked here. There's a, uh, there's the stadium championship series. Uh, uh, let's see. The triple threat series. Oh, central, east and west. Uh, so there, there may be, and then there's the arena championship series. So there's a lot of different tour, tours. Let's take a look at one of these stadium championship series. It, it looks like this one has a, 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 a ditch digger, a jester, TBA, a dragon, uh, puppy. These uh, uh, have a megalodon, uh, a head turn, El Toro Loco, Black Stallion. Over fun evolution, overboard, uh, the black pearl, and let's see what places they're hitting. Uh, uh, San Antonio, Glendale, uh, San Diego, Anaheim, Houston, Miami, Atlanta, uh, Jacksonville, uh, New Orleans, and Knoxville. Looks like the triple threat is a little bit smaller of a group of people, and uh. Let's see what the Arena Championship Series is. Uh, oh, Albany, New York is coming up here. Uh, yeah, they have like a, a different uh, a Scooby-Doo. There's a Scooby-Doo one. Bad News Travels Fast. Monster Mutt. Uh, uh, Pretty Wicked. Uh, Forest Friend. Barbarian. Uh, Ditch Digger. Albany, Hampton, this is like the fish tour. It really, the fish went from Albany, Hampton, so does uh, Monster Jam. And then they go on from there, uh, touring around. So, yeah, that's a little bit about it. Let's look up, uh, like, just what Wikipedia says about Monster Trucks. Oh, that's still Monster Jam, excuse me. They're very good at getting me to click more about uh, who's selling tickets for them. A monster truck is a pickup truck with the larger suspension, larger tires, usually for recreational uses. Uh, uh, sometimes pickup trucks are used. However, SUV bodies are and theme trucks, uh, uh, and they're made of fiberglass. Uh, they could be from car bodies, SUV bodies, uh, even animal-themed bodies. Uh, competition monster trucks should meet guidelines 12 feet tall, 12 feet wide, and as of uh, 2015, uh, have uh, 462-pound, 66-inch off-road tires. Uh, and they're popular. The shows typically have two main events, a race and a freestyle competition. Races are a single elimination tournament on two short symmetrical dirt tracks. Uh, and uh, they jump over to cars, of course. In freestyles, they do, uh, you know, go like it's a freestyle show. Backups, wheelies, jumps, stunts, donuts. Uh, so it's a little bit about it. Uh, it's a history that's been since the 70s. Uh, and I think it got bigger and bigger, uh, maybe in the 80s and the 90s. So that's a little bit about monster trucks, uh, or friend trucks. Uh, uh, here's a little bit about virtual reality. Uh, this is from vrs.org.uk. Just a history of it. Uh, you know, it started with uh, panoramic paintings. Then you had stereoscopic photos and viewers, including the Viewmaster in 1939. But the stereoscope was in 1838. Uh, 
Yeah, then the 1929, the Link Trainer, which was a flight simulator. Uh, then science fiction, uh, predicted VR in the 30s. Uh, then Sensorama in the 50s, which was an arcade theater cabinet with uh, all the senses. Uh, 3D fan, smell generators, vibrating chair. So that sounds pretty cool. Then the 60s had the first uh, head-mounted VR. And they just kept uh, doing uh, iterations on it uh, over the years. Uh, 1987, the name Virtual Reality was born. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Lanier uh, coined the term. Uh, then uh, 91 started arc- arcade games. 92, Lawnmower Man uh, was a movie. Uh, Sega had VR in 93. Game Virtual Nintendo in 95. Matrix in 99. So just a little bit about the history of VR there. Okay, here's something that came up with like uh, uh, Pillboy and uh, uh, Donkey Dog both had like uh, Capri's on. Like long shorts or capris. And I said, what's the difference between capris, culottes, and cropped? Uh, this is from Stitch Fix Style blog. I just wanted to get it straight. Uh, capris are traditional style pant with an inseam, inseam that goes to mid to lower calf length. Uh, so uh, yeah, cropped is a hemline that stops at your ankles. Uh, and uh, then culottes can be varying in length from mid-calf to the ankle, a wider silhouette, though, uh, and a breezy piece, uh, and good for rising temperatures in the summertime. So I'm glad they cleared, they cleared that up for me totally. What about Florida Route 970? They got me- Oh, they had a sign in uh, Pil- uh, Donkey Dog's apartment. It's actually from Miami, State Route 970, the downtown distributor. It's elevated freeway. It's only half mile, connecting 95 and Biscayne Boulevard in downtown Miami. And uh, co-signs with U.S. Route 1, U.S. 1, State Route 5. It existed since 1968. Uh, it's an average daily traffic volume of 34,000 in 20, 2007 and 375 in 2015. Uh, that made me think about uh, Florida State Route A1A, which I think was like Beachfront Avenue in a song. Uh, that's a north south Florida State Road, State Route A1A, SRA1A. It runs. Uh, Along the Atlantic Ocean from Key West at the southern tip uh, to Fernandina Beach, uh, just south of Georgia. So it is Beachfront Avenue. Uh, it's designated part of it the A1A Scenic and Historical Coastal Byway, a national scenic byway. Uh, so check it out. Uh, it's, it looks like it has a lot of uh, beautiful views. Uh, it's heavily associated with Florida beach culture and known for its lush tropical and subtropical scenery and ocean vistas. In many places, it runs directly along the waterfront of the Atlantic Ocean. In other places, uh, one to five blocks inland from the beachfront. It's also been known as the backbone of uh, uh, Florida's spring break uh, in Fort Lauderdale and Daytona Beach. So maybe you've kicked it on A1A Beachfront Avenue. Uh, maybe you've kicked it, you know, kicked it with the ice, the ice ice baby person. 
Let's see what else we have here. Shark Tank is a TV show that I've only watched on airplanes. And it's a reality TV show. It's been around since 2009 on ABC. It's a franchise of the international format Dragon's Den, which started in Japan in 2001. It has aspiring entrepreneurs as they make a business presentation of five investors who choose whether or not to invest as partners. It's been a rating success, won the Primetime Emmy uh, for Structured Reality Program four times in that category, and then uh, four times, uh, oh no, twenty twice for Outstanding Reality Program. Tenth season, sort of tenth season in 2018, produced by Mark Burnett, uh, and uh, similar to the Japanese and British versions, uh, panel, uh, there's Robert, there's Kevin, uh, who had previously had been on the Canadian version, Barbara, uh, Damon, uh, Lori, Mark, and Kevin, and so two Kevins. You know, they sometimes, you know, they try to be nice. Sometimes they don't. Uh, they make deals. Uh, you know, now it's even a marketing term you'll see. Uh, let's see if I can find any other stats here. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, when I watch on the thing, I, I, oh, wow, there's been Charles Barkley's been on it. Prasaka. Uh, uh, it's interesting. Jeff Foxworthy. So, uh, those are in early seasons. Let's see this season. A-Rod, Bethany Frankel, Sarah Blakely, Charles Barkley, Matt Higgins. So it's a popular show. Uh, and uh, it'd be hilarious if I was on there. They'd say, what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, and they'd say $10 billion, please, uh, for, for one. You know, I don't want to be told what to do. So very small percentage. Okay, what is what about uh, Lenny Kravitz? That's the last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, who's uh, entertained multiple generations of people in multiple different ways? Uh, and I'd say, hey, are you going to go my way or what? Uh, Lenny Kravitz, uh, born Leonard Albert Kravitz uh, in '64. You know, I know him as Zoe's dad. Yeah, but some people know him as uh, Lenny. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not kidding, but. Uh, yeah, he won the Grammy uh, four years in a row for best male rock vocal performance uh, from '99 to 2002, and he played Cinna in uh, Hunger Games. Uh, that's what I was saying. He's uh, really uh, he's born in Manhattan. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Yeah, uh, started playing music '89, uh, '90 was uh, the deb- debut. Virgin Records. Oh, he worked with uh, Carl Denson. That's cool. Uh, let's see. So, Let Love Rule was a debut album in '89. Uh, rock and funk with a '60s vibe. Critics were mixed. Uh, Lisa Bonet uh, directed a mid- music video for Let Love Rule. Uh, then he was opening for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Bob Dylan, and David Bowie. Holy mackerel. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, 91, I uh, produced the song Justify My What? Justify My Love for Madonna, uh, which was on the Immaculate Collection. Let's see. So then, uh, you know, it was a really great career musically, ongoing career. And, 
Let's see. Then uh, all the way through the the aughts, uh, the nineties, aughts, uh, early tens, he was working with U two. Uh, then he became, you know, joined up with the Hunger Games cast, which was really a great, uh, uh, great performance in the Hunger Games. I really enjoyed it. it a great casting, great, very good acting, great costumes. Of course, he is a costumer or a stylist. Uh, and 2014, the 10th album, Strut, came out on Roxy Records. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2014, I know, oh, he he was with Katy Perry in the 2015 Super Bowl halftime show. And, yeah, continues to, to just, just rock it. Uh, also, Zoe's dad, so, I mean, that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit about Lenny Kravitz. And uh, here you go. Let me tuck in a little bit more. Uh, good night. Good night from uh, me and, and all this other stuff. Uh, and here's some thank yous. Uh, I want to thank everybody if you reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, Union JAX54 from Australia says, Is there anything beyond the intro? Can't get past the introduction. Five stars. Uh, our rain. It must be a brain pod because it says beep, boop. Uh, five stars for better sleeping. Uh, Cindy, Cindy B says best sleep of my life. Uh, not actually sure how he does this, but, uh, as a lifelong insomniac, I can now sleep all night. Dream come true. Uh, Alexis Michelle says, uh, serenity, five stars. Uh, every ounce anxiety comes out when he says, Hey, every night, uh, and my head hits a pillow. I haven't been sleeping this well for, I haven't been sleeping well for years, but this podcast is, uh, Easy my thoughts, and I can usually fall asleep in 15 minutes. So grateful. Uh, hopefully, if you enjoy this as much as I do, you can become a patron so we can keep falling asleep filled with a sense of calm and comfort. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you. Here, This comes from Australia. Let's just hug. Uh, first time listener, and it was amazing. Uh, usually sleep with my husband, and I go to bed while he sits on the computer and watches a movie. So I always have sounds or noise sound to fall asleep. I'm 22, but still, you know, not totally comfortable in the deep, dark night. Uh, I stayed over at a friend's house while sleeping in a room, and it was too quiet. Uh, I listened to one episode, uh, fell asleep once, and I was comfortable to turn down the volume. Uh, I could only just hear the audio. Amazing. I plan to use this podcast whenever I'm struggling to sleep in uh, the dark and silence. Uh, Rhea Peach, who I've met in person in Seattle, uh, uh, so shout out to Rhea and her mom. And her mom. Uh, the only thing that helps me sleep, uh, this is the one that puts me to sleep. I put it on, it does off almost instantly. Uh, Gernan, Gernan Spain says, uh, from Ireland, uh, says, stops my brain buzzing. Love this podcast, listen to it a lot. Before I started, I would have trouble sleeping because, you know, I got a lot going on in my head. And my brain was buzzing. Now I turn on the podcast, listen to Scooter, ramble through some stories, and I drift off without a problem. Uh, give it a try. Uh, our prescription Esquire says, I tried it out. Uh, yeah, he did fall asleep faster than normal. I thought the stories were fun and the guy was nice, but I was really, I was into the story. Introduction took forever. I found better ones, uh, but it did increase uh, the time I fell asleep. That was four stars. This one's from three stars from Mary from Australia. This more sounds like a one star review, though. It says, Stop the stuttering and slurring. Uh, there's a croakiness to your voice that doesn't let me sleep. Uh, it's calming for a bit, and then I don't like it. Uh, please try and a, 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 a sorry, that's a bit petty. 
uh, enunciate your words a little more, and then it'll be great. Uh, Steph from New Zealand says, go to sleep with a friend. Uh, I feel like I go to sleep quite quickly, but usually with my head still full of work, and so I end up waking up in the night. This happens to me a lot, Steph, uh, too. Listening to Scooter takes me away from my work, gives me a laugh, and sends me off to sleep with a smile. I hardly, hardly ever make it to, through the, to the story. Sleep right through it. So thank you for that, Steph. Uh, yeah, ben Buff says, decades-long insomnia just disappeared. Uh, always had trouble sleeping through the night. Would often spend a couple hours. This podcast has changed that. I still wake up, and I put on an episode. I'm back to sleep before long. Now part of my routine. I'm grateful to have found it. Rico Suave, but Rico like the camera brand, uh, says it's a company that you don't need to entertain. Uh, it's like somebody having a relaxing conversation that you don't have to respond to and you won't feel bad falling asleep on. Amazing. Thank you, Rico Suave. Well, people are really getting creative here. Uh, Shay Kreth uh, says Sleeping Magic. Uh, guess has made it easy for me to fall asleep, but both me and my wife love it. Uh, I have a lot of uh, you know an- an- anxious stuff. Uh, droning voice, gentle cadence, rambling through stories and tangents. Ultimate immediate sleep. Uh, thank you. Oh, they also couple it with white noise uh, or thunderstorms or wind. I do some layered noises, too. Uh, Lawrence of Australia says, uh, I enjoy, yes, it's very effective. Uh, enjoy rolling with it. Your mind will tumble, engage, and nodding off. Sleep happens. Uh, pleasantly forgettable, rusty, dulcet tones of wonder. Here's a cat who dialed in. Thomas P. Kitten. Ah. I guess the antidote to my late-night anxiety. The more I listen to these creaky dulcet tones, the faster I relax and fall asleep. Drew, thank you for your creativity, creativity, uh, your, your hilarious sense of humor, and for uh, getting up off the couch to help the scooter side of you put together your wonderful shows as a service. Thanks, uh, Thomas P. And finally, grateful to Scoots. This comes from Aaron, Acure, Aaron Acre, from 1995. Uh, Overactive mind, also have trouble getting to sleep, uh, transitioning to sleepy time activities. It's been that way since I was a kid. I uh, heard about this show from MFM. Now I was skeptical but at first, but it was a huge help in getting to sleep. Uh, thank you. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, everybody out there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Sleeping Music is part of Night Vale Presents. Uh, you can check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. Uh, we're also a member of PRX. You can see everything they're doing over at prx.org. And we're listener-supported by direct listener-support of uh, the show on Patreon and the sponsors. And uh, we grow by people spreading the word. Uh, so thank you to all of you that do that. You can find out about that kind of stuff over our website, com. And I'm here to help you uh, fall asleep or to keep you company. So let me tuck in a little bit more there. And I'm swirl. We're swirl I, I don't know why the word swirly cue just came in my head, but uh, you know, cue up another episode. I'll be here. Maybe that'll be the uh, intro that I talk about swirly cues if I do, or sw- sw- swirly Sue. Uh, who was at Peggy Sue's wedding? She was a uh, bridesmaid. Uh, good night. <laughs>